and welcome to the Combination Podcast, the podcast from North Staffordshire Combined Healthcare NHS Trust. And today we have some guests to come talk about the wellbeing portal. We've talked about this portal on a past podcast and talking about some of the benefits and introducing it to the world. But today we're going to see how it's been used in the real world with some real life stories. And we have some guests to come tell it from their perspective. Uh, my name is Carl. I'm the digital content lead at North Combined, and I'm going to be the host of the show. I also have Julia and Louise. So I don't know if you want to introduce yourselves. Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Julia Ford, and I'm the clinical digital lead, leading on the development of the All Age Wellbeing Portal. Hi, I'm uh, Lou Wright. I'm digital transformation specialist, um, helping out on the portal. Okay. So my name's Kieran Redmond. I'm deputy head at Sutherland Primary Academy. Hi, I'm Luke McNichol. I'm a database administrator for the Stockton Shares Company. Brilliant. It's nice to have you guys. I'm very excited to hear your stories. Um, I don't know, Julia, I just want to start off and just explain briefly to any new listeners or anyone who's not familiar with the wellbeing portal, what exactly this wellbeing portal is and why it's probably important for them to know about it, because I obviously know about it from our previous podcast, but some people may not know. Okay. So the combined wellbeing portal has been extended to the all age wellbeing portal and it's a resource that's uh, available on online resource that's available for anybody who wants to either explore or find out information about any presentations, any concerns that they've got, um, but also even if they know any loved ones or, or people that they're working with that they want to be able to signpost them to. The information that's on there is all clinically evidence-based information that's been written by clinicians and followed quite a rigorous governance process. So we know that the information that's there that's going out globally has um, been written all by uh, clinicians. And again, it helps uh, people that are accessing the information to know that um, the information is is already been checked and it's better than going on Google as an example where you can get all kinds of information um, that's not always accurate, up to date and um, yeah, clear. The wellbeing portal will be linked in the description of this podcast. So if you do want to check it out for yourselves, there's a ton of accessibility tools on there as well. So the website is very friendly coming into, uh, you know, new users. There's also elements that allow you to see the information. Do correct me if I'm wrong, but see the information from different uh, perspectives as well. I don't know the best word to choose from, but I remember there's a drop down to. There are more options other than children and young people people with learning disabilities and for adults and it's also available for the patient or the client themselves or carers and parents it's also now got the the facility to do an online referral the children's one's been up and running for a couple of years but we're currently um as we speak developing the online referral for adults and for people with learning disabilities and and it's also there to help people to get the right information at the right time in an easily and speedily way, um, rather than sitting and waiting for referrals to be made from GPs or whoever, sitting on long waiting lists. This is about making sure that you get the right service if you feel that you need one at the right time. It also enables you to be signposted to the most appropriate support services, so other networks, um, 
local services, for example, which I know that our guests will probably talk about that, that they've been able to access. But also just to kind of share a little bit of a little bit of a plug here for the online referrals is that we want our crisis care centre that actually look at all referrals that come into combined wellbeing to be able to identify exactly which service the referring uh, wants or needs and um, We've had an increase from last year of 143% in online referrals from a period of April to September 2021 um, compared to the period of April to, uh, April to, to September 2022. So this is really great and this is something that we want to try and encourage lots of people to be able to do, to be able to go online if they can't find the right information get the right resource the right self-help skills to be able then to go and do their own online self-referral and get the right support um at the right time and i think it's um just useful to say julia that there's new content going on all the time isn't there so it's it's forever growing the portal is it's forever being reviewed there's lots of different um material going on there all the time there's links uh, like julia said there's videos uh, lots of you know different things on there it isn't just all text um, and it does sign post you to the right um, to the right area but just another little plug for me as well if there are any services listening to this out there and they do require any posters or prescription pads that we've got with the portal information on that they can give to service users please get in touch uh, and we will, you know, send them absolutely no problem. Thank you. And we'll leave a, a, a little email or a guest below for them. We yeah, will. So um, <laughs> any listeners on, I guess, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and SoundCloud, you should be able to find the link to the portal and an email address. I hope you don't re regret saying that, but uh, <laughs> the, the email address will be added. So you will be able to email and request those posters. So now we've talked about the portal. We've got to know it a little bit. Uh, it's good to see there's loads of it coming into the future being updated, but we really want to find out what's been going on and how it's been used. So I'm going to introduce my first guest today, which is Kieran. Uh, he's going to tell us how it's been used or how you've used it and what you know difference it's made. So, I mean, the portal's been a long time in coming and I remember this in its sort of infancy of working with Julia previously and for it actually to come together is an amazing thing. Um, schools are tremendously busy places and we're dealing with more and more complex needs as we sort of go along, especially still rolling out of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, we're still seeing sort of cracks appearing where we didn't see them before. And at schools, we're here to educate children. We're not um, mental health professionals in any way, shape or form. We all do our bit. But what it's given us is um, everything in one place. Before, we would be scrabbling around, trying to use previous network links that we knew, um, the mental health support team, which we've been part of for a long time, um, or just try and sort of word of mouth to find the services that were available and were still open. Um, and haven't changed their name. So very often contact details and things are out of out of uh, out of date. So for, for me personally, sort of like working with parents and working with children and actually working with staff sometimes as well, just being able to go, here's a one stop shop and just go, this is where you can look at for it. This is where you can go. Any questions then do come back to us. It hasn't replaced any service that um, we offer in school and it's not for that at all. It's just given capacity I suppose capacity at a time when we drastically need it 
Um, as with all the combined services, um, everybody's feeling the pinch and seeing that there's a massive swell in sort of need. Um, and young people are a big bulk of that. And Julia said it before, if they can get that time, that support at the right time in the right place, hopefully it stops it sort of growing into something that is more difficult to control in later life. Um, now, I personally given out sort of torn off so many pages of the prescription pad and just given them to parents. Um, this is the one to go for. Have a look at this first. Come back to me with any more questions. Um, and these are children who we didn't know about before and parents have just come to us going, I've just got a question. Well, if you've got any questions, it's not that I don't want to talk to you, but you, you might find the, the answers here already and then sort of um, give them the pad. Some parents have actually sat down with them, shown the portal through early help meetings and things like that, or if I'm working one to one with those children already. Um, and then also as well, um, our most popular media at school now is uh, our Facebook page. So we put it straight onto the Facebook page because it is you can put a live link on there. And I know parents have already liked it and shared it based on our sort of web page. Um, so for us, it, it is actually sort of it, it's actually making it easier for us. It, it's labour saving for schools because we don't have to put so much thought into it. We know all the thoughts already being done for us. And like, like you've said before, it's not like Google. You know you're getting sound advice. Um, you know that it's been researched, that it's been gone through, that the check's gone through and it's been updated. So that that for us is a real sort of um, a big tick, I suppose. One of the things as well that's sort of come about is um, we're using it as a teaching tool as well. So actually sort of signposting children where they can get help. Um, spurred on by one of the teachers, it was obviously Mental Health Day. Um, and whilst we don't sort of we, we pride ourselves in thinking mental health is something for all year, not just for a day. Um, she said, is there anything we were looking at this topic? Um, and we want to talk about children's well-being. What can we do? I said, well, actually, you can use this in the lesson, just signpost the children to it. You don't have to go through it. It's just a good place for them to go to if they need it. So for us, it's actually becoming an active teaching resource as well of going, if you need it, it's there. Very much so like we've got the child line posters up in school. If you need them, they're there. So it's just another level of service and just makes it easier for children to access. And being web based, people are more happy to look on the web rather than talk to face to face somebody until they feel comfortable in that. So hopefully it will bring more people to our door because they know what they want to ask before they come to us. So for us, it's been a massive wave saving device. And I just want to stress as well, it hasn't replaced any services. It just gives us capacity. So, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that's great. It's a great. It's good to see how far it's gone already. So like hearing the first thing, the, the bit that stood out to me was how far you've already sent it, like putting it on Facebook and having a school page and then that being shared around is probably the best way to share it. It's a digital form of media being shared, at, you know, on the Facebook page, which I don't have children, but I assume is, you know, one of the most important pages for a parent, really, because it's where they get the news, the school closures and then any services that they're offering. And with this page also being, you know, for everybody, the you know, someone who might be you might post it on there for maybe to share with the parents that if your child's struggling with this or things to think about. But parents could come onto there and actually learn something for themselves as well. So you're actually, you know, doubling up, double down, I think I would I would use as a term. So it's good to see how you've already utilised it and just trying to hear and, and understand how you've used it in the school. 
um i don't know how how it works with like the nurses in the school is it something that you share with them do they is that like you mentioned childline was like the go-to for uh i think is it abuse you might have to correct me on that one and it is like if you've got any problems and you want to know answers or just read about it yourself then you use the well-being portal so and, and, and for us it, i mean it's in its infancy being used as a teaching thing but when you find when a teacher spied an opportunity it was perfect to do it it's not going to do any harm it's just giving them another place where they can access support if they need that help um and very much that's what we need to do all the time now we're protecting these children all the time and giving them the tools to help themselves sometimes and sometimes it then it means then those difficult conversations aren't so difficult because they've already seen that other people go through it as well and I think sometimes the children I've certainly worked with feel very isolated thinking it's only them yeah can I ask what age age year groups your school is is it primary or is it secondary so we're primary we run from three age three up to sort of age 11 nursery to year six and that's been opened up to all parents so that that, that's gone on but really we're targeting an upper key stage two really for um showing them how the portal works and if it works then yeah we may roll it out lower but certainly I think at the moment we're focusing on those because we know there is a need uh, yeah well, I, I only asked the question because I thought it was interesting because I know um I was talking a couple of years ago but when my friends were in school it was like they it was either the GP or you, you sort of had to go down like the more awkward routes which you had to have confidence to to pursue so I just wondered if it was a like a high school environment whether that you know this is a tool that you advertise to, to the students that are sort of in the middle between not needing their parents to learn but obviously you're starting well your school is the the lower years which is it's interesting because obviously I can't remember back then but obviously it must be important just to get it out there let them know educate themselves so we, we could go on ages talking about how we I know need to yeah start talking about it, but that's not the point to talk about now is it no um, but no it, it is really really important and thankfully the news is spreading across Stoke on trend that this is really really important well that's what we want we want to spread it across uh, uh, Julia Louise have you got any questions you want to ask at all or yeah I was just going to um just continue with Kieran really because when we had our conversation you were saying you were part of another network again where you spread yeah. the information and I know that we all know that this information the posters and the pads have gone out to all the high every school really in Stoke-on-Trent as well as um Newcastle you know Newcastle and staffs so and I think when you were chatting with me, you were saying even down like, you know, informal chats on the playground or when you were at your other network meetings, you were just talking about the the portal and yeah. the uses and the benefits, you know, in a general way. And the, the it's like those subtle kind of um, sharing of information that gets it out there, isn't it, really? And subtle yeah. works with, with parents. They don't want something that is overbearing and yeah. it's accessible via a phone as well. So they don't need flash computers or anything. Everything is there at the touch of the fingers, which is fantastic. It's such a proactive approach, though, that is, isn't it? Because, I mean, I'm a parent of primary and secondary uh, children. Um, I have seen it come through uh, the primary school on a newsletter just advertising it. But I think that's such a proactive approach, doing it as you are doing it. It's such a good model to perhaps take forward, isn't it, for the other the other schools so yeah really really pleased about that and it it's easy for us because we can put it onto onto facebook in a matter of seconds um and it means that we haven't got to print out huge swathes of newsletters and 
it's easier to click on a web page than it is to type everything in from a newsletter. Yeah, definitely. I think Facebook, for, for me, you know, working as well, it's it, Facebook is um, the go to place really or, you know, Twitter, whatever, where you can just have a quick look at what's going on. So, you you know, with being a parent, you sometimes haven't got time. Have you read all the newsletters and all the bumps that comes out? Plus, you're saving paper as well. So bit of a CO2 uh, benefit there, <laughs> Julia. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Louise, what, was it a mini win when you saw it come through? Because obviously you're involved in it, and then to see it actually being sent out in the schools, oh, it must have yes, been like I, yeah, I a little win there. <laughs> yeah, I was but, like, Julia, Luke, Luke, it's on the newsletter. Yeah, no, it, it, it's just lovely. I did. Screenshot, it's, it's just screenshot on WhatsApp. I got. Yeah, yeah. Look what I found. No, it, it's really good because I think you. You work on things sometimes in the background and you never really see what happens the other side. So I was really chuffed that, you know, it was getting out there and, you know, and it is it was a little bit slow at first. But I think it's it's got a lot of momentum now. We're doing lots of things. Well, aren't it, we, does, it, it sounds like it's becoming a staple like um, the child oh, line. And I was just thinking back to, you know, what I remember from being in year two. And I always remembered like the road safety course. And I do remember child line and doing these things. So I think, yeah, educating them from a young age, it's it'll stick with them. And it's a tool that's not going to go anywhere. So it's something that you, they, they'll take through with themselves. So, yeah. well, thank you, uh, Kieran, for sharing that. It's really interesting just to see how far it's gone. And it's also nice to hear, you know, it's come back to Lou as well in, in a newsletter form. So um, making a big difference on on the children. So um, I'm going to hand it over to Julia now and just uh, basically just get you to read some of the benefits uh, that you've or stories that you've had as well sent in, because I think it'd be nice to hear other sides of the wellbeing portal. OK, then. So. Unfortunately, one of the people that we're going to attend today, which is uh, Veronica Emmeline, patient experience lead, um, she's just wanted to say that she obviously she, she liaises with all patients, um, people that have, have been involved with services, but also loved ones and carers as well. And they feel really pleased and appreciate that they're part of um, being co-producers for some of the topics that have been written on there, particularly in the adult section and for the carers um, section within there, as well as the learning disability section. So they feel that this site is uh, easy to use, it's easy to navigate, they like the colours, they find that it's engaging, um, but I think more importantly they feel very involved like I say they've co-produced some of those topics so that's brilliant coming from Veronica and then we've got a professional that's um, part of combined but also a mum and this was their written feedback so I'm just going to read it if that's okay so they've put, obviously done some good bullet points here so they say that the it's easy to use the online referral form was quite user friendly it allowed the referrer to um, to have time to answer any details was able to return to the form later on in the day so they could like leave it completed to do something else come back it was much easier to think through than trying to remember everything when you're at the gp you know on the you're on the spot uh, and in that appointment and could do everything on the form in their own time so the questions asked, it gave me enough prompts to think about things to fill in my responses. 
the turnaround time was absolutely amazed that within three days the service called me via the cams to arrange some wellbeing sessions for my daughter. The service turnaround was excellent and the lady from the Staywell had all my information to hand and all the details because they were on the referral. The treatment that's been offered, my daughter is starting some wellbeing sessions as early as next week, which is absolutely amazing. I had put off the referral for so long, but really realised I needed help and support, but I did not expect it so quickly. I was expecting at least six months. The rumour is 18 months from the point of referral. So again, I think that's this is really important um, that we acknowledge that, that, that it's kind of a bit of a myth buster you know so that if you do your online referral you do get contacted quite quickly she goes on to say i would use the portal again rather than the school gp route the school would not fully support my concerns and trying to get a gp appointment was at least two week wait um before i even could discuss a referral i think i would have forgotten what to say uh, uh, as well so by going via the portal i was able to take the time and put a lot more details in goes on to say post-covid the big win about using the portal rather than going to the gp is how long you have to wait to get your appointment with the gp when your concern is routine so in brackets so for example when you contact the gp and say you would like an appointment because you're feeling really low and miserable you are not the sort of person to demand immediate action you could wait ages for an appointment as a routine case adding load more time before you've even got through into the system I would recommend the portal to other parents, carers or to a self-referrer as this is the, is the way forward to gain support in lots of different areas, even if you do not refer. And then we've gone on to say, um, how long would the referral take from getting to the doctor's appointment to accessing support? The benefits would be the form asks the right questions, the service adds all the details at hand and the feeling that something was in place to talk, support my daughter. You can sort of hear the like the sort of the review, the way you read that you can hear the person in that in that you can hear the, the difference it's made because it's just the way it's been written and that's nice to hear that you know there's a lot a lot that was said in that and that's showing mm -hmm. that a positive difference that it has made uh on on that mother i guess is the best word to say um yeah and so child. and the, oh yeah of course and the child but uh yeah, yeah for someone to definitely. write some something of, of, of that detail as well because i know what it's like when i write a review and you can hear that they are really happy with what service that that's provided and, how, and the difference it's made on both of them so that's that's a really nice uh i guess a testimonial there um, I think we'll move on and introduce our second guest now and have a listen to what Luke's got to say and how the portal has impacted uh, where you have been. Yeah, so, I mean, for the for the portal side, touching on what Kieran said, to have something that is like a centralised pot, I think is a fantastic. When you go on to, I've found the same trap really, I've gone on to Google, I've been looking at things that I was feeling or any symptoms I was thinking of and yeah it was just you don't know who's written that page or the forum and you're getting mixed reviews and answers from various different people who, who possibly aren't educated enough to to give answers so it's it's really difficult to to kind of hold and retain that information but obviously like you say with the portal you've got all the information there you, you can trust it uh, the professionals have, have written it and reviewed it so it's and it's constantly been updated I, I don't think you could physically ask for much more than that really 
Well, it's like I said on Google, it, it could be anything to, from anyone, and it's it's hard to trust that source. And I think some people out there do trust it, and it's to me that that's quite difficult, really, when when we don't know who's who's got it and who's written it. So did you use the did you use the portal for yourself? You don't have to go into any of the details, but did you go use the portal for yourself? Yeah, so my um, wife actually sent uh, the details to me to to have a look at, and from there that kind of got the ball rolling. Um, and just to read, I was reading on all all the bits on the portal, not just the things that I was feeling, all the the things that more related to what was for me. But um, yeah, so I've, I've literally read them all. I have some family and friends who also um, struggle with mental health issues, which I've forwarded that on to them as well. To so my wife's kind of passed it to me, and I've spread it out to. Uh, but more people, if they, if I can get uh, family and friends to to also share that with other family and friends, obviously that's where we get the word out and get it, get it spread out properly. And like Kieran says, get the wider approach really and, and get it to right across the country. Well, that's brilliant to hear. And I've had I've had instances in the past where I've had like a pain and I've always gone to Google, but you'd you'd never want to trust it. You sort of lightly want to read what problems it could probably be. So to hear that you know you've used the convert in the well-being portal to, to find that source of information that you know is written by certified uh i guess members of staff uh, how did it make you feel when when you did start using the well-being portal and you, you you read what you felt and how did that make you feel when you started to understand what was going on really yeah so i think it's hard because i was always in denial really of how i felt and I've, i think i've struggled for, for for a long time um looking back so yeah, forget for the resources and read through them. It's it's just been fantastic. It's really really has helped me and pushed me forward from being in a bit of a rut really and getting stuck. It's really pushed me forward. Well, it's good to hear what the portal's made a difference. And I, I take it now, if you speak to your friends and your family, as you've mentioned, that you highly recommend it as a as a tool for them to to delve into, have a read and understand if they're feeling low or anything. It's a, a tool that is one of your highly recommended then. Yes, yeah, yeah. And um, Lou, Julia, do you have any questions for Luke at all? Anything you want to ask? That's it. That's great, isn't it? That it's had that such a great impact, really, on just one person. And who knows what the future holds? But you know, I think personally, you know, working with with Julian and other colleagues on it, even if you don't want to refer, you just want some guidance. Like you say, sometimes you go on Google. We've all done it you know oh, I'm not feeling very well or you know is it you know it could be something about your child or anything and I think to have that those areas on there to give you that support and then you know you look into things and think well actually it's not as bad as I thought or I can actually speak to this organization or phone this person or you know there's there's lots of avenues off each each of those uh, topics so it's not just telling you about I don't know let's say anxiety it's also giving you um, signposting and videos and different things so yeah that's it's just been a massive impact so yeah chuffed, I think when you do google really things chuffed. like that when you've got symptoms you can kind of get different oh, different answers anyway. yeah it might say depression one page next one says anxiety yeah something else exactly. and something else. So I think yeah. you've only got to look down the list haven't you of the searches and it's like it's all over the place I mean at least you're getting something consistent and, and clinically 
written and approved on the portal which is the the i think is just so important because you know it's come from that service and you know that everything on there is is absolutely 100 percent and it's always been reviewed and always been updated with the latest uh regulations or latest information so brilliant there's also on it as well, really precise as well and it's I, yeah. you know, I think when you go through you control through pages and they 10 12 pages it's deep, very it's a very easy to use, isn't it? Because you go on that page and you can obviously scroll down, but you just click on the little icons and it just brings you up a snippet, doesn't it? There isn't like reams and reams yeah. and reams. You kind of come, you come to what you need to quite quickly, don't you, I think? And as Julia mentioned earlier, it's written in all the different types of languages, so from simple yeah. to, to clinical. So it's it really does break down the barriers between, uh, well, it breaks down the barriers sometimes when you, you come out of an appointment and they've used all these clinical words and you're not too yeah. sure. You kind of get the gist, but you're not too sure. And it obviously allows you to sort of read and understand what that means and, and sort of like takes away some of the anxiety from all of this. Definitely. I think so, for me, yeah. sorry, I was just going to say, listening on, to, to all the accounts and having the privilege to read out um, the testimonial as well, it's a, and, and I guess as a clinician I'm speaking now, I think for me what's, what's remarkable is that we've allowed, or if you like, or enabled, empowered people to go and seek the right information um, because they haven't always got the confidence maybe to go to the GP. And I think Luke said earlier he was in denial. They were his words in terms of didn't think he'd got a problem. So actually by having a tool that you can go and research, you know, have a look at yourself, explore, find out, navigate around the site and actually be inspired that there's lots of information, lots of support in there that you haven't got to go to the GP, not all the time. Um, I think for me is remarkable and again I think Kieran's hit on, on on this earlier you know the waiting lists originally you know we know that nationally that CAMS had huge waiting lists which is when we started this way back in 2016 and the idea again was to empower people to go and get the right information not wait for a referral not wait for that appointment because whilst you're waiting for that appointment inevitably whatever the presentation is is going to probably either you know deteriorate get worse etc etc and be, be, you could become really unwell so for me this is about how we can help people and so I feel quite privileged to listen to those stories how you know, it's been used in a variety of ways and I think I know Kieran was talking about it from a children's perspective but more importantly it's about parents as well so parents can go on there and seek help for themselves but maybe haven't had the confidence to go to a teacher and say I feel like this I feel like that um, we know as well I mean I know I could talk forever as you know but you know when children are having difficulty with sleep the impact that that has you as a working parent if you've had no sleep and then that impact that has on you on your mental health so actually we, it's really difficult isn't it to capture and 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 evidence just how much of an impact we're having but these wonderful stories and testimonials that we've heard today as i think is scratching at the surface to help us to begin to start understanding that i think as well Sorry, Kieran. Sorry, it needs to be pushed out to staff as well to help them understand mm. a bit more because staff can be sort of um staff can be sort of gentle with children and understanding, but actually having all of the things there and the symptoms and how they present and what you might see 
actually will put staff at ease of going, actually, it's not what I'm doing, but I can do this to help. And having that knowledge is always useful. Um, and having it as a resource base that's constantly. So if we know we've got a child that is showing um, anxiety issues, we could say to a member of staff, have a look at this page. It explains it all for you much better than I ever could. Um, and then come back with any questions. So as sort of like a, as, as a resource base as well, it is really, really important. But as you said, for parents as well, so they understand why their child is reacting that way and also how to respond to it as well. Um, and that will hopefully, well, it comes full circle, doesn't it? We we all know this. So now, again, I could talk for hours, but I won't. <laughs> but it also shows the tool is, uh, as because obviously you're a deputy, it, it's a tool that allows you to lead your staff into, you know, being better members of staff. And I assume that it will have a knock on effect on if, you know, the child's getting the information, the parents getting the information, then there's going to be less safeguarding concerns. And, you know, hopefully it'll have a little small domino effect. And also as well, that if a referral does need to be made, that the referral is appropriate and goes into the right place the first time, that it doesn't clog up a system because it's trying to fit um, a square peg in a round hole. And previously, we've had parents that have dotted themselves around the CAM system before they actually identify where they need to land. Whereas if now you can identify, actually, do you know what? I think it's firmly um, my child's sh showing low mood. OK, that's the one you can go for straight away. Or they're showing anxiety. OK, then why are they showing it? So it can actually be almost not triage, but you can you can whittle it down to what the actual concerns are before you send it in. And I think that will actually save a lot of time and save up the clogging and mean that those people who need the help at the very top will get it as soon as they can do. I think that's very important because, um, like you were saying, if if you you know if you put as much detail as you can on that referral form, you know it will fit that hole, won't it? The peg will fit that hole. And I suppose with some, I mean, I know what I'm like. You know, you 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 put in a doctor's appointment and then you decide a few weeks, you know as it's coming up to the doctor's appointments oh actually no I'm fine now it's fine and, and you cancel it so I think by having the online referral um I think it just you know it encourages you to think right I'm going to do it I can do it in my own time I can save it for later I can add this detail and I can put you know everything in to that one form at my leisure and if I want to send it in a couple of weeks I can if I want to send it today I can so there's that kind of flexibility with it whereas when you walk in a GP surgery you know possibly I know where I'm like everything falls out your head and you know you're thinking oh gosh I feel you know a bit under pressure so I think I think that's really key isn't it that you can do it as and when you want to um which I think most parents you know with time <laughs> trying to juggle everything is you know is very handy well, that's it. If you want to submit it at 11 o'clock at night, you can submit it at 11 o'clock at night. You're not waiting on the oh, phone. Whatever time you want. <laughs> I, when you said that you go into the GV practice and you lose everything, I'm like that on the phone. I, I rehearse yeah. my lines and then they answer the phone and then you just physically can't talk. You're trying to explain who you are. You can't say your own name. You don't know your date of birth. So yeah, it takes away any of those problems away as well. So yeah, what I've learned from hearing the stories from Luke and Kieran that, you know, from a solo user, Luke going on and finding all the information made a massive impact. And then from Kieran's perspective, where it's being shared around 
uh, and being spread to families and 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 the children of the school and hopefully further it's just making a massive difference for everybody and that that's what we wanted from the wellbeing portal it's what it's designed to be um, and it's you know free to use it's a source that you can trust so why would you not use the wellbeing portal should be the question so is there anything else that anyone wants to just say uh, before we finish this podcast or are we all happy with what we've said today i think from me um to anyone listening if they, if they are struggling like obviously i was just please reach out and get the the information is all there for you it's like Kieran says, you say your fingertips. There's no excuse. You can even do it in bed before you go to sleep. It's um, I was reading, it was reading at night. I was so, yeah. Just, just please go out and because I was just in a bit of a spiral. Really, I was. I don't think you ever gain if you don't get the right help. You just can. I just consider it as the normal and just, just agreed with this and was just happy carry on as I was. But yeah, looking back now, it was I was losing myself. So yeah, for anyone out there in the similar position, and yeah, please get the information. Thank you, Luke, for sharing that. And yeah, so like I said, the link will be in the description of the podcast um, and you can click that and go straight to the wellbeing portal uh, and find out anything that you want to. I'd like to thank you, everyone who's come on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure, uh, especially Kieran and, and Luke for coming on. Uh, and, and sharing your stories because it will make a massive difference. Uh, if you're obviously new to the podcast, you can listen to it on the Apple Podcasts app, Spotify and SoundCloud. Uh, we typically release them every two weeks on a Wednesday. So keep an eye out for other episodes and you can follow us on there. So thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.